0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the wax and Wayne podcast my name is matt carlson i am your host as always i want to thank you very much for being here uh this is kind of a fun episode well i hope they're all fun but this one was particularly enjoyable for me um i sat down a few days ago with uh some of my uh very best friends and uh, people whom i share a an enormous love for vinyl records with and people who I go shopping with on a regular basis. And that, that conversation is really going to make up pretty much the whole episode this week. And it's, it's an interesting conversation. It, um, it took place, um, about five days ago. Not that that matters because you could be listening to this two years from now. But anyway, it took place just a few days ago. So it took place a couple weeks before, uh, the Christmas holiday. And, um, we sat down at my friend Todd Stonehouse's place and we, uh, we had a conversation with uh, myself, my friend Todd Stonehouse, uh, my friend Jeff Gower, and my friend uh, Jennifer Gower-Toms, who is Jeff's wife, and uh, we all uh, have pretty similar uh, experiences in growing up and in, in learning to love records and learning to kind of be excited about uh, vinyl, and and that has certainly you know increased and decreased throughout time, but... By and large, we you know we all, <clears throat> excuse me, we all kind of have a similar background, but we, we kind of have a conversation about what's uh, what are each individual experiences have been like, what um, what the vinyl resurgence has been like for us, how that's affected us both positively and negatively, and kind of are looking at it from the standpoint of people who this was this was the way that we bought music. Um, when we started growing up, for many of you listening to this, you may be in that same boat. You may be in your 40s or even in your late 30s, and, <clears throat> and vinyl may be the first way that you started to really engage with music that you went out and bought at the store. Maybe you bought 7-inch singles, or as we used to call them, 45s, or you bought LPs, or maybe your grandparents, or um, an aunt or something you know gave you a turntable for Christmas, and then that was the way that you that you started to engage because that was how people... You know, that was how people bought music and that was how they listened to music. And you may also be younger. You know, you could be even as young as my children who are 16 and 18 years old and be in a, and be in a spot where um, this whole resurgence of vinyl, it's it's basically the revival of something that you um, that you hadn't. Very little, if any, idea about at all, and so we kind of talk about that, and we talk about it from our own perspective, and um, it's a funny conversation because I know some funny people, and we we enjoy ourselves, and um, I just think it's a I think it's a really interesting talk. I had a really good time. I hope you like it too. So again, here is um, uh, here is our conversation, and um, I'll be back to kind of wrap things up when we get done. So here's my talk about vinyl with uh, Jeff, Jenny, and Todd. Enjoy. <music> How come we got so many fucking records? Because <laughs> so I never got rid of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have
1: them in the first place? Uh, well, it was the medium of choice when I started collecting. Which music. was when?
0: Um, I was
1: probably twelve or thirteen. So that would be 1981, two. Yes. Okay. Uh, but,
0: yeah. Okay. And and the stuff that you have is basically still just left over from that time. Like you've never gotten rid of a record.
1: No, I've never have sold a record. I've never thrown a record away. I have some really terrible records. I should get rid
0: of. <laughs> don't we all?
2: <laughs> like, the,
0: like the Tangerine Dream. Uh, well, you're gonna sell those in a. Collection. You're gonna sell those in a lot, though. You're gonna get rid of all those together. Yeah, those. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I I don't know when I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I'll have
1: hard times come up, come upon me. You can move.
0: You can move all those uber valuable tangerine dreams. Oh, they,
1: they They sell for ten bucks a piece, you usually.
0: Got, so you get a bunch of you got a bunch of Tomita. You're gonna move too. <laughs> you know you've got like eight Tomita records I upstairs. Don't have you got any three books. copies of Snowflakes Are Dancing right now that you're sitting on. I don't think those are worth as much. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> they ain't. Do you know how many you have? I mean seriously, do you? The t- no, not knowing no total. <laughs> it's between six and 7,000. Okay. Total. But you don't have them like, cataloged or anything. No. Right? Are you serious? Yes.
3: Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That
0: That's and impressive. That and up there. I know. I it's two, is is it two rooms upstairs, basically? Just or one room upstairs? Just, one room upstairs?
1: just one room upstairs? That, upstairs?
0: that okay. closet
3: is full. <clears throat> okay. Holy shit.
0: How many you got, Jeff? I got about
3: 3,000.
0: Okay. Wow. I think yeah. I have about 2,600, 2,700. Yours aren't cataloged either, right? You started well they're in alphabetical order does that count <laughs> yeah sure i mean you don't have like any kind of like a like you didn't do like the discogs thing or any of that shit i started because my good friend matt carlson <clears throat> recommended this um guy's a dick man
2: he recommended this online source for cataloging uh-huh. yeah. and it turned out
0: to be bunk it was bunk it was yeah. Yeah. didn't work did not work so, discogs works but the other one that i recommended to you did not that was a Fool's errand. <laughs> you did not need any help with that department. So you think, and you, do you start buying
2: records about the same, you guys are the same age. My first album that I bought with my own money was a door-to-door salesman in Chessoning, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I bought Big Country in a Big Country.
0: 83? Sounds about right. Okay. Now that was your first
2: LP? Did you my have any first, singles before? My first LP that I bought. It's, yeah, it's a ton of singles because my dad had a ton of singles and I just kind of, took ownership
0: from. but you didn't like like i mean i grew up in this shitty little town of sandusky in the thumb and like we would go down to the uh we go down to the ben franklin and you could buy you could buy 45s for a buck 19 and so like i would take i would like even then you had the 10 cent returns so you take 12 bottles then you go get a new record yeah. the first the first single i
2: remember owning was um melanie
0: no shit. I've got a brand new pair of pants. Yeah, that thing. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's the first one I remember. And
0: you, was that a record that was a holdover from your dad? No way. No. No, my dad was not into that. I was going to say I don't that. even remember where it came from. It wasn't it wasn't Roger Miller or CCR, so your right. dad did not have it. Do you remember your first
1: record, Tom? Um, I My mom went to the grocery store and she asked if there was anything she could get me and I said I wanted either the single Rubber Biscuit by the Blues Brothers or the entire album which was entitled A Briefcase Full of Blues and she came home with the LP because there was no single for Rubber Biscuit at the local Meyer okay. and she was v- happy to buy it for me she was worried that I actually meant a briefcase full of blues records, <laughs>
0: so she didn't really know what she was looking
3: for. So
0: That's awesome. I'm trying to imagine your mom bringing then, you home, like, an attaché case full of, yes. like, Lightning Hopkins records.
1: And it, and two weeks later, for the next grocery trip, I asked for Live Bullet.
2: Oh. Which, of course, you might
1: guess. So, it. that started then, early. So... <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, she was she was like, okay, uh, I can't be buying new records every week. You know, this is nonsense. And you were like, you got to buy your own. Twice a month? <laughs> <laughs> but that was my, I, I usually I go grocery shopping with her for whatever reason. Those times I didn't go.
0: So you could pick out Count Chocula and <laughs> records. <laughs> oh, yeah, cereal was a big thing. Cereal was, a, well, yeah, it was a big thing. You saw your fucking cartoons on the Saturday mornings and then... They would tell you what kind of cereal to go get the next week. Were you too late for the record thing, Jenny?
3: My first record was a Peter Pan Fisher-Price record. I left it out in the sun, and my dad ran it over with his car.
0: Because you left it out in the sun? Because yeah, I left the the it out in the sun in the, in the driveway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what year would that have been? I
3: was three.
0: You can tell us all how old you are. It's okay. It's- <laughs> We no, can... I was three, seriously. You were three, so that was nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: It was hard That was
1: though did he run it over because you played it incessantly? <laughs>
0: and just just
1: sick. It's and much like about Jeff t- does
3: with yes.
0: Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to hear that clock ticking in that alligator anymore. No, I
3: left it out in the sun in the driveway. I have no idea why.
0: You and were he three ran it
3: over. You I clearly
0: couldn't be trusted with vinyl.
3: He ran it over and I remember looking at it and I cried and cried and cried. I s- and I had that record player forever. I love that out. Fisher Price record player. Well, player it's fantastic.
2: little Windex. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it. was so
3: fucked. It was fucked, that record. It was sad.
0: Wow. It really sad? I've never heard of anybody running over a record with their. I'm sure it's happened. I didn't know a, we were talking about childhood record. records. Like a, Well, no, I wasn't. I've seen, I've seen the steamroller well, on no, the but, pile of heavy metal. Records. But. <laughs> but well, and, and disco records in Comiskey Park yeah, oh, um, yeah. so you had childhood records Jeff? Well the first record I remember being my record was a Lone Ranger
2: record uh-huh.
0: like from the original TV show or the movie series? From serials? the radio show oh uh-huh. it okay a, it was a radio recording of the Lone Ranger
2: and sweet. I used to listen to that a lot when I was a little
0: sweet kid. and racially insensitive uh, I mean totally, you know but, yeah. so, so sweet sure um, how old were you when you
2: got that? But that was how we listened to music.
0: Right. As,
2: yeah. And, and other things. I mean,
1: that's
0: yeah. how we listened. Now, was it, it was like episodes or like vignettes from the it was radio like a, shows?
2: It was pretty much one episode. Oh, okay. They chased some bad guys and, you know, raped the horses, rode off on the women. <laughs> did, uh, <laughs> did,
0: did you a said, <laughs> <laughs> said some racist <laughs> <or> shit about, <laughs> <laughs> said some
2: racist <laughs> shit
1: about Tonto and then we nice. moved on with our day. Yeah. <laughs> Dan was Tonto, wasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Poor Dan. No doubt. No doubt. In so many ways. Oh.
0: (laughs) So did you have have records like that too, Todd? Did you have like the...
1: I don't remember, you know, um, my younger brother had like Star Wars records. Um, My grandparents had a huge collection of records. And I remember playing like the witch doctor and hot rod lincoln and things oh like yeah that, over
2: and over and over tommy roe's greatest hits that's the one i remember from when i was a kid okay my, my yeah. mom, was that, that
0: that was your mom's record yeah okay yeah. and in the in the house you definitely like your dad had a jeff your dad had a very specific set of uh we'll call them parameters <clears throat> of of music that he listened to was he a record buyer? Like your dad was very much into like traditional well, country. Well, he was a record buyer because that's how you listen to music when I was a kid. Well, but even mm-hmm. still, like my my grandparents, like my dad's parents, like they just listened to what was on the radio. They didn't own. They didn't uh, own. I don't remember going to their house and. Uh,
2: yeah, it. I mean we listened
0: to the radio too. But... You know, but like your dad had very specific. Yeah, I mean CCR
2: uh, was the only rock band he would listen to. Okay. So weird.
0: It's totally weird. I've heard this story ten times. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Why doesn't that make sense? They're they're very country.
3: But like fortunate sun.
0: So but so are lots of bands. Yeah. Like your dad didn't listen to the birds. Nope. Your Those dad, dad did hippies. That's hippie hippies, hippies, hippies,
3: man. For right. the politics of
2: CCRs. So... Has your
0: dad listened to the words of Lodi? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's about traveling, playing music, and being stuck in a small town. That's not really like a hippie. hippie. Yeah. Waylon Jennings traveled and played music. He's no, no, nowhere near a hippie.
3: He's a total hippie.
0: Okay, so Waylon Jennings drank himself to death instead of being on the weeds. Sure.
3: In the, so
0: those? so basically the difference between The Grateful yeah, Dead and Waylon Jennings is, is substance. <laughs> well, and one of yeah, those things does music. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those things is capable of writing a song that's less than nine minutes long. That's right. <laughs> But but you get what I'm saying. I mean I just think that's an odd distinction. Right. Um yeah, and I mean we listen
2: to a lot of country music on the radio and via record. Sure. And most of it had drums in it. My dad right. does like to say that real country music doesn't have drums in it. But um, So is he
0: talking about like Bill Monroe when he says that or
2: sure Bob Wills? And
0: a bunch of those Roger Miller songs your dad likes have drums in them. Yeah. I know.
3: He's a contrary man.
0: He is. He is. he is. Let me stop talking about your dad now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who is the driving force in your house, Todd?
1: Well, dad was like Kenny Rogers and okay. Ken- Waylon Jennings, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson.
0: Now you like Kenny Rogers, but just the chicken, right? No. No. <laughs>
1: He was big into that stuff.
0: Okay.
1: We listened to a ton of that, and then my mom was uh, like more Seals and Crofts and. Hell yeah. Some hippie stuff, uh, you know the the Hair soundtrack and.
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. You Yikes. Know, a lot of like, Jesus Christ superstar going no, on at no, your no, house no, no, too. No, no, oh, okay.
1: No. More hippie stuff.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, like um, tons of Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. Tons of that stuff. Uh. You know, we had the uh, we had two different vans. The brown van and then the green van and there were eight track players and
0: we had so you had records in the yeah. house and eight tracks in yeah, the we advance. Had mom's okay.
1: music, so and music and dad's music it was Yeah.
0: Totally well see different. here's the thing, Jeff. You're you're in your late forties, thousands, late forties, I'm in I'm in my mid forties, Jenny just turned forty. There are people listening to this who they don't know that's how it worked. Like they just think everybody took their iPod everywhere. Or like CDs were a thing that lasted for thirty years. Oh yeah, I. The, like they, you know. The day I got a Walkman, like a
1: set Walkman, I, I actually got to listen to my own music in motion. And yeah, that that's beyond these people's comprehension. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that was just I did not have to listen to my parents' music. You with, could sit with, in the back of the family truck, sir, anymore. I could slap on some headphones
0: and. Listen and you could I listen to Def Leppard and you were fucking transported to another galaxy. It was
1: usually a little harder than that, but yeah.
0: Such as? Oh,
1: you know. Tons <clears throat> of Ted Nugent and Bob Seger and... You know, Michigan Rock, I guess.
0: Michigan Rock. <laughs> the Grand Funks. Sure, yeah, lots of that. Yeah. Jenny, you're a little younger. What was your situation growing up?
3: Uh, My dad... Listen to Willie Nelson, Kenny Rogers, Janis Joplin,
0: quite
3: Ugh. a bit. No, 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 no. I I like.
2: Really? Gave me a, you like
3: Janis Joplin? Uh, Podcast running. You
2: hear it? I do.
3: Yourself. I do. I was very inspired by her because she's pretty amazing, but not music that I would ever try and emulate. Pretty
0: amazing in the sense of like you didn't know that somebody can drink that much Southern st- comfort.
3: Her vocal strength I found pretty, pretty amazing, and we also had. A lot of Bonnie Raitt. And we had this goofy-ass 80s compilation that had Eurythmics, um, The Police. Oh, what was that song? you? I was telling you about it. said that kind of in the sun today. King of pain. It's yeah. King of Pain by The Police. That was on there. Yeah. And Eurythmics, like... Like... Uh, we- Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams, probably. Okay. But it was this weird-ass compilation that I just listened to, like, every day and absolutely loved it. On vinyl? So there was, like, a handful was of Was that like, on uh, vinyl or was that Oh, yeah, set? all vinyl. Okay. It was all vinyl. There was okay. probably, like, six albums I listened to them incessantly. No, if you can believe Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. But there's, yeah, same thing. As, Is like, like a same like,
1: K Tell kind of thing? Or...
3: I don't know. I need to find that it. I sounds. think my parents still have it, but it had this really creepy album cover. And, and it had a bunch of... I don't know. I gotta I know, I know what else is on it. this if I it was
0: so th- weird, because like, those two songs at that time no, were enormous.
3: But like Mr. Roboto was on it. It was. Is... It was a very... I don't know sure. what... I'll find it out for my parents if I can find it there. No, I, these are all just songs that were
0: fucking way. enormous in 1983.
3: Yeah, and I listened to them a lot.
0: So, so, Todd, you made the comment earlier about, like, that's how... Well, I guess you did too, Jeff, but you were like, that's how music was available. Mm-hmm. So once CDs came along, what happened? Did you just keep buying records? No, I switched over for a while. Okay. I switched over for a while as well. Okay. Why'd you switch back?
2: I like records better because of the physical... aspect
0: i'm not busting your chops i've been trying to figure this out too because like cds are technically a physical thing like there's not any actual like but they're so tiny there's no friction going on like there is with a record going into or like a needle going into a groove that's an actual like there's a physical act there it's not like a laser beam reading like zeros and ones off of a disc Mm -hmm. but at the same time there is there are liner notes and you know it's a physical thing and you can put it on a shelf and you can see it when you walk by it um and I've really been trying to kind of dig into the, like, the... Like, why vinyl? Like, I have some thoughts, but I don't want to put words in your mouth.
2: I don't know, but I can tell you I've gotten rid of most of my CDs. When oh, I me too. all my vinyl.
0: Todd, you too? Um,
1: no, I still have all my CDs. They okay. don't rack upstairs. But, okay. um, I bought Christmas presents for two years in a row with my CD sales. <laughs> I haven't played a CD in forever. Right. But, uh, you know, when... In the mid 90s when vinyl they started making vinyl available again now i would usually buy the vinyl because it was usually about nine dollars a record right whereas the cd was 16.99 right yeah
0: which is funny because now that these
3: are 16.99 CDs,
0: oh yeah this, this price was 16 to 18.99
1: Holy yep. Shit. yep oh yeah i got all those early fireworks records for like seven bucks a piece brand new yeah, and yeah, you could buy vinyl for pre- almost half the price of. A it CD. was the
0: it was literally yeah. like the mirror image of what's going on and right the, now. And, 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 well, like because, if like if you like if you've got a, a kid you're buying a Christmas present for right now, and they're like, I want such and such a CD for Christmas. You can go and get it for not You get the fucking Bruno Mars record for a, your niece for like nine dollars at Target.
2: Oh, yeah, but your niece doesn't know what a CD is either. She's just downloading that shit. Yeah, they just right. Practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They it online, <laughs> right. Download it. Yep. They.
0: And
3: that lack of. A no, they don't
0: even and want probably it. just one song. They don't even. Yes. Well, that's and that's the thing. They don't even want. They don't even want the record. They don't even want you to buy them the thing. They just want you to get them a twenty five dollars iTunes gift card. Yes. So they can buy
1: the songs say well. So they buy twenty five
0: different songs. Correct. by Twenty five different artists. Yes. Correct.
3: And that's not all entirely bad.
0: Well, it is, what it is, but it is what it is. But the point is that there's a. I think there's a difference between buying, like, here's this curated thing. No,
3: I understand. That's the a physical
0: object, and here's this like little credit card device that's worth twenty five credits. I know. Like, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that, that that one of them has no value. I just. I just think it's. It's interesting that now we've kind of the pendulum has swung the other way, and now you go to you know like, fucking Barnes and Noble and. I mean, I was going to do something nice and buy a record for my wife. I think I told you this last weekend. Yes. Okay. So she likes Christmas music, even though I think it's stupid. And the Zoe Deschanel M. Ward thing, the She and Him. She and Him, yeah. So they put on another Christmas record. And I'm like, and I was with Hannah. And I'm like, well, let's let's get something nice for your mother. We'll go buy this. They want it. Single disc, not gatefold, nothing special about it. Comes with a download. Thirty two ninety nine for the record. What? Oh and I'm my like, no, God. I'm not doing it.
3: At Barnes Noble? Yeah,
0: I'm not fucking doing it. But but the but the reality is that even if it's 2490 net it's $10 more than it should be. Yeah. Half those songs are in the public domain they're not even paying a songwriter.
3: Yeah, no, I understand that, but I mean isn't yeah. part of the appeal of, like what you're <clears throat> arguing isn't part of the appeal being that it's vinyl?
0: Yes. So let's say it's fifteen or eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You but go it's... and you go buy that digitally, and it's nine ninety nine, right? Yeah. Okay. So can you make the 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 assumption that the the nine ninety nine is probably a little too much, and the eighteen ninety nine is a little too much, but they're too much the same, like they're both a little too much, like one of those being nine ninety nine and the other one being thirty three dollars. That's just fucking highway. Now yeah. you're just taking no, advantage I agree. of hipsters. Yeah, I agree. That is. That's
1: exactly it. It's. People will pay it. Yeah. So that's what their church. Not me.
0: No. Oh, yeah. No.
3: Same people. Because I know you went out to get that record and then turned out it was too expensive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you and I have been through this. I mean we've been through this a billion times. Sometimes we don't even agree. But like there's just a lot of shit that's just way too much money. Yeah, there is. I mean and a lot of it's new records. Well
3: Well, yeah, I mean that's
0: because the industry
1: that's what's that's where they can make their money right now. Well, and I think what's really because they're not making money because on downloads, they're not no. making money on CD sales.
0: No, they're certainly not making money on Spotify. No, they're not. I don't think Apple Music is no, making any no, money. Nobody's paying the artists what no. they deserve no.
1: for it, and so they recoup by charging a ton of money for a what is a growing market.
0: But, I mean, I mean, Jenny just seemed shocked that a CD was 16 or oh, $18. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And for people our age, that is just common. That's, that's if you funny. went to the record store on a regular basis, that's common knowledge. That's what it was. And I think a lot of the whole like Napster and torrenting and LimeWire thing happened because Napster. they were just gouging people. Yeah. Like, it was like $18 for Tom Petty's greatest hits? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: You know. Yeah, and you could buy the record for probably seven bucks. Right. Seven ninety nine. Exactly.
0: Right? You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? We've been gouged, and we've been told here's this new format and that new format. You know, it's, so you got its records, its its eight tracks, its cassettes, its CDs, its Mi- back to records, mini disc, mini disc. You oh, know, S A C D. If you're Wait Dan Palmer. DVD. And CD. <laughs> um, you know. Let's you deal with all that shit. And it was just kind of like... Oh, no, it was DVD audio. Eventually, people just got to the point where they were like, no, I'm going to get mine. And I've given you people enough money, and I'm just going to get it online, and I'm just not going to pay for it. And now they're basically turning around and doing the same shit again. I mean, even at the independent level, there's a lot of those labels that are charging too much money.
3: But then, I mean, so... If the artists aren't profiting at all off of, say, you know, iTunes and such... So say I walk into a record store in town that charges a little bit more than other people, and I pick up a record that is only benefiting that particular band rather than buying it through. Records.
0: I no, it's Here, not. no,
2: it's it's benefiting, benefiting the record store. Yeah,
0: and it's benefiting the record company. That's my. Con- I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on well, the situation.
1: There is a there is yeah There's the some whole the wholesale price is then but, marked up to retail. But and the store is collecting that
0: much. But Jenny, the reality is if the wholesale price on a record is let's say, well, if, yeah, if let's say like the wholesale the price on a record is
1: and you want the store to remain in
0: business, then yeah, it's then not. Then I bad. guess yeah. it's a different story. Yeah. But let's let's look at it this way. The wholesale price is let's just for the sake of argument say that it's $12. And the suggested retail is 16, so the store would make 4. This particular shop that you're talking about sells it for 18, they make 6 bucks. Yeah. I don't know that that $2 is in the grand scheme of things that one time an egregious act. But what you're saying is you're basing that $12 wholesale cost that the vast majority of that's going back to the artist and that's simply not yeah. true. And I don't think that most people realize that. So like, pick any artist you want. They might make a $1.50 or 2 bucks off that under the best of circumstances.
3: Right.
0: So that means that $10 is going to an entity, in many cases.
3: Right. No, it's not that I don't understand that. It's just...
0: I don't know. Well, I... I mean, I, I think it's important to support bands, but I don't know that bands... I don't know that bands can make a living anymore on selling records. And that's just the... I mean, the way that the market works, I just don't know that that's true. Yeah. Well, you know? Yeah. Not- I mean not bands we listen to i was gonna say i mean taylor swift's probably doing okay you know but taylor swift is not somebody i'm not going out and buying 1989 on vinyl anytime soon you know i'm not too worried that adele is making ends meet (laughs) you know um
3: i would buy adele on vinyl you know
0: i I mean i bought those florence the machine records for my kids and i think she's a really talented lady and i think she's probably making a lot of money but she makes a lot more money playing for fifteen thousand people than she does selling 15,000 records. Yeah. You know? And... Yeah. So I'll, I'll bring it back. Why vinyl time? What feels Cause different about it? Because
1: it's so portable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the convenience factor. Yes. <laughs> uh my preferred do you think it's nostalgia
2: it sounds better it looks better it feels better okay let's because I think you're
0: right on the first two and the
3: the hunt for it is more exciting than trying to I mean just grabbing something on iTunes oh
0: absolutely yeah Yeah. or downloading it from YouTube and then just ripping the audio because you can do that
3: yeah
0: let's get back to the feels thing what is the what's because I I'm absolutely on board with you but what can we quantify what that means what is it that feels different
2: The warmth and just holding something that size that produces that sound in your hand. That's why I never really, like I bought CDs, but never really felt a connection with them.
0: It was how you got music. I mean, it was, I think, I guess the, the correlation that I've drawn is that I sort of feel about CDs the way that probably like our parents felt about like the first time they got a transistor radio. Like it didn't sound great and it wasn't ideal, but you could take it to the beach or you could take it in your car or you could listen to it while you were on a lunch break at work Mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, on your way home from school. But the thing, I I guess the thing for me with records is there's an immediacy to it. Like there is like that, like I don't get the sense that like there's this other thing in my room when I listen to a CD or when I listen to an iPod. Mm -hmm. But I get that vibe when I listen to a record. Maybe I'm maybe I'm drawing too much into that.
2: You have to interact with it more. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is a big
0: part of it. And you can't just hit next. You right. can't just hit a remote or hit a button. Yeah. Like you're you're in for fifteen or twenty minutes until the side's done.
1: You have to take care of it.
0: And for a dude like me, or I don't know, say, and I don't want to throw stones here, other people who might be in this room when you're anxious and fidgety and have a difficult time relaxing and settling down. Something that tells you you're gonna sit here and fucking put up with this for the next 20 minutes. It's kind of a nice parameter to have to live by.
2: Well, depends on how you listen to your vinyl, because I'm a strict side guy. You put on a side, you listen to that side. That's what I'm saying. But there are other people, perhaps people in this conversation, who maybe that will, you're married to, who will play, who will play one song. For off an album, and then flip it and play it one off the other side, or put on a different record. I know, it's but that's not t- why interaction. I, blasphemy.
0: I... <laughs> obviously they've not been informed of the Marquess of Queensberry rules.
3: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Do you mean Oscar Wilde's has, uh, father? That was Oscar Wilde's father. No,
0: that was uh, uh, Lord Alfred Douglas's father,
3: who, who was sued. Yes. was he the lover of Oscar yes. 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 yes, 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 yes? I had that totally wrong. And for you movie you fans, he was somewhere. played by a
0: young Jude Law in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was
3: quite lovely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he was
3: quite good in that movie.
0: Speaking of Stephen Fry, who we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: Can I put so, in my two cents about why vinyl is? Absolutely, of course. Can I just say it's really, really exciting? Like, as what's exciting about it,
0: Jenny? What What makes it exciting?
3: After, I mean, the only I only started getting into vinyl after I started dating this gentleman and
0: this, uh, the Jeffreys. For the, for the men of the men and women of the jury, the the gentleman of which you yeah. refer as Jeffrey is Jeffrey. Okay. I think that jury's still out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're all making air quotes no, when we no. say My name is Jeffrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the jury's in on everything (laughs) else. It's it's (laughs) terribly
3: exciting though to like like I remember and this is gonna sound really dorky to you guys because we've all gone through this whole thing before, but like when I really got into Riot Girl and then I found a classic, like the one of the triumvirate of Riot Girls sitting there in the stacks or in the you know, whatever Who's this boy? I'm sorry exactly. Jenny I'm trying to order as a beer as everyone I'm, leaves no I'm, I'm trying
0: to order a beer sorry I'm oh, sorry so anyway <laughs> so you're talking about Riot Girl I apologize go
3: <laughs> anyway it was very exciting to find an album by one of the by Bratwell
0: okay yeah and that was from an era when when uh when vinyl was like not de rigueur that was like 92 93 yeah uh,
3: yeah 90, 90 91 92
0: yeah, that's when. That's when finals going tits up. I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you like that? Good one. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. See how you were talking Bring about riot girl, and, and then I made a, <laughs> and an unpleasant reference to female anatomy and it being upboard, and that's an equal. Uh, I don't know. It's just anyway. Thank you for the beer, Tad. You're I, on our way over
2: to meet you guys at Ozone, there was a guy on his bumper. His bumper sticker on his truck said, uh, Cooter for President.
3: <laughs> it also said, I love Cooter. And it
2: said, I love Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter?
3: And it also had a stick man.
2: No, clearly, uh, what's that guy's name from? Uh, it's to Hazard? Hazard. Cooter? Cooter. He, he was running Hence, for public office. It. He was a senator, wasn't he? Wasn't he a sen- U.S. senator? Do no. well, I look like President you know, the of the Cooter fan club?
0: Well, I don't actually. know. You don't know if you can edit this out. <laughs> oh, I can edit this out. I don't know that I'm going to.
3: <laughs>
1: now let's
0: talk about how much Enos loves vinyl.
3: <laughs> well, I stand by my thing. That's exciting. It just is.
0: Can you? It's but seriously, great because
3: you can actually hold it, and it's like how it actually was when it.
0: So do you think that's? Came I don't want to ask you this, it's Jenny, exciting. since you're the youngest one in the room. Do you think that's what? Like, I'm trying to figure what is it for. Like twenty year olds, why are they? Oh, why are they, the eight before? are they eighty four? Are they eighty four because somebody told them to be? She, she's she's beyond that. I understand that, but she's clearly the only one who even remembers her twenties in this room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the microphone didn't pick up that middle finger. Did you? Oh, oh, <laughs> double guns, <laughs> magic bear.
0: <laughs> um,
3: what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Matching pair. Oh. I thought you said magic pear. That was better. <laughs> I wish I had a magic So is it because... Well, you teach these <laughs> magic children magic. every day. Yeah. You're a, you're a professor at a university. Yeah. So, well, I mean, your, your English students probably aren't even bothered with this. But, like, what do you think it is?
3: Why young you, people are really excited about it? Or why... The
0: ones that are. Like, do you think it's because somebody told them to be? Do you think it's a fad...
3: I think it's probably a combination of the two, but I don't really care. I think it's actually very you know I'm I'm fairly optimistic about it. I think it's I think it's a great thing. Like they you know, they have the same excitement about it as I do that I didn't discover until I was in my late thirties. And if they have it now as young people and they you know, really they have that same feeling when they find an album that they're excited about. Sure. You know, that's I'm going to throw fantastic. it over
0: crusty old man direction. Yeah, it's probably. I, um, I think, it's, I think it's a fad.
2: There we go. And I think hipsters have been, have been driving up the record prices, and they just need to stop.
0: Can I just get an amen, or how do you want to handle this, Todd?
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure it's probably a little like maybe their parents have records, or
0: you're looking right at me. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah, they probably don't have a Kindle. They probably read books. Yeah. They're they're probably that, just have that,
0: like, hunter-collector. And I, boom, I think that's a great way to look at it. I do kind of wish we could separate the wheat from the chaff, though. Like, Uh well, what I mean is, I mean, I think you got a bunch of kids going out and paying $25 for something that, somebody told them it's cooler that they think it's supposed to be cooler that they read about it, and they <laughs> vulture or yeah, whatever and it should be
1: 9.99 and, and they'll have it in their dorm room until they're done with college right and they'll leave everything there and it'll, and be, it'll, it'll
0: get be listened to <laughs> once or it won't get listened shop to shopping.
3: but you guys don't know this though
0: no we we know this
3: no you don't anywho
0: Je- jenny to further this narrative. no but and and i think that's fine you're right we don't know it um I certainly have seen some things to indicate that that is that that it, to some degree that is happening. Okay. Um, whether or not those things are true, I don't know. But let's, for the sake of argument, say that that some of those certainly not all of those new vinyl sales are being, especially when they come with a download, mm-hmm. are not being listened to. In other words, they're buying this physical thing. So what it doesn't matter what that thing is, you know. So they're buying the new. Justin Timberlake record, but they're really only listening to it on their phone, dance,
1: dance, dance.
0: and so they're they're spending twenty four ninety nine to have a thing that goes on their shelf, and a ten dollar file that goes on their phone. I think that's probably happening more than any of us want to admit.
3: Do,
0: does that make sense?
3: Does Justin Timberlake make vinyl?
0: Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. His record company does. Yes, that, I don't think he gives a shit.
2: Uh, maybe I don't, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I. You know i where where is a band <coughs> like any, yeah, whereas any,
2: a band like sunvolt they they definitely care that right. vinyl is was being made by their record company yeah, that, yeah. that's probably their preferred release any
0: because they're
1: crusty old bastards like us yeah million copies of anything that record company is going to make vinyl yeah and put yeah it out. it's any yeah. but any mega
0: superstar
1: yeah. Right, that right. is available. I mean, we talked it. about the because Taylor Swift
0: thing earlier. She did not a, call her manager and that go, That is a
1: cash cow. Make that
0: sure account. that I'm on vinyl. Yeah. Somebody else went, press 15,000 of these and sell them for twenty six ninety nine at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble.
3: Yeah. Right,
0: right. So.
3: But, so, say some kid who has lousy taste in music goes out and buys a Taylor Swift record. An, yeah. An album, and... Discovers, you know, what it's like to collect vinyl, and that's awesome. You know, ten years down the road,
0: this is what he's I'm talking collecting,
3: about. Collecting, you know, cure records or some shit. I don't know. That's or she is. Who knows?
0: It's a natural progression. Yeah, uh, clearly. Uh, you never know. Well, clearly, the next step from Taylor Swift is Ryan Adams. But oh, hey,
3: hey. hey. <laughs> oh, you said it before I did
0: Um. That's where I'm talking about separating the wheat from the chaff.
3: But what does that mean? Does that means that, mean? that
0: there are people who are doing it in a posery sort of way, and then there are people who are doing it because they actually want to engage in it.
3: But who cares in the big picture though? If if people are enjoying it, If it vinyl, brings the regular price of a
0: record matters. down $4 a piece,
3: this if guy does If you guys are such vinyl purists, then why wouldn't it be that you'd want you know, everybody to appreciate vinyl the way you guys do?
2: Okay. Why don't I want people listening to my bands? The bands that I love. I don't want, I don't want the bands that I love having mass appeal. Because I don't want every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry and middle school child to be listening to them. So because let's... It, because they're mine. Not theirs. And you've had to it's give the them up reason. on more than one occasion. And okay. I've had to give them up. Okay. And
0: let's be honest. I don't think the 12-year-olds <laughs> in this country are clamoring for the next Robbie Falks record.
2: That's true. I, I don't
0: think... I don't, but <clears throat> he is an NPR darling now. So he is
2: an good. NPR darling. A lot of, hip,
0: so, a lot of hipsters are going to be... So... Uh,
2: nothing wrong with that.
0: Well, hipst- hipsters, young... Well, yeah, uh, <clears throat> there's
2: nothing wrong with it, except that I've been listening to Robbie Falks since 1995, and now suddenly he's a big deal? Like, what? Since- what's...
0: Well, don't worry. Next year, NPR is going to sponsor a tour. He and Jason Isbell are going to go on the road together. There you go. They're going to play nothing but city wineries and uh, and and craft beer bars where you have to pay $65 a ticket. And you have to be a yuppie to get in.
2: Here, and here's the thing. Since 1995, I've been begging for Robbie Falk's records to be on vinyl. But it's only the last two that have been because suddenly it's a thing.
0: Because suddenly Yup Rock can make money putting those out on vinyl. Well, no. But and and, and Jenny, NPR
2: has discovered <clears> him, <throat> so now everything's got to be on vinyl. Jenny,
0: you, you sigh, and some of that is because you know us, and that's fair. <laughs> but some of it is because we are not necessarily saying, don't put those records out on vinyl. What we are saying is that it's frustrating that you have to wait for the capitalism angle of it to catch up.
3: I understand that. But at the same time, it's like once it does catch up, it's like there's going to be... If there's Robbie Fox on vinyl, there's going to be a lot... uh, Some more people listening to him. Wouldn't you guys want that as people who love Robbie Fox?
0: Yes, but I don't know that I agree with your first theory.
3: But if there's... Okay. If there's more different types of, of media out there for people to buy Robbie Fox, including vinyl there's a greater likelihood that some people might there may be some people that will s- swing towards vinyl mm-hmm. and buy it and more people will appreciate the genius of Robbie Fox.
0: and I certainly and I hope that that's, that's true anything. but I tend to believe and perhaps I am wrong I'm sitting in the room with two other people who have spent money on Robbie Fox product along with myself, and I feel like... And I think Yup Rock's a good label. But I feel like their philosophy is I can get $12 out of them for a CD, or I can charge $10 more and I can sell them to vinyl. So they're not selling Robbie Fulks to new people. They're getting $30 more out of the three people in this room who spend money every time a Robbie Fulks record comes out. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not wrong. Okay. I don't know that vinyl is increasing that audience. I think it's just capitalizing on the audience that already exists
3: I see what you're saying I'm, I'm not I see what you're saying about that but it just seems like like the overall argument about hipsters being like a, a burden on the market or being a burden or a like
2: a um I think just a burden in general just <laughs>
3: I just don't understand it as, as a bunch of guys who care very much about they're
2: driving
1: up the prices yeah they, uh, there is barely ever they a dollar
2: been anymore, and they don't care about vinyl. You don't know that. Okay, I do know that. <clears throat> they don't care about vinyl. They just care about having something that they de have deemed for the moment to be cool and unusual that pe- most people don't have.
0: I will give you, Jenny. I will give you a a physical, actual, example, and that is that a few years ago. Like as recently as eight or nine years ago, you could walk into a store like Flat Black and Circular in East Lansing and you could buy a copy of, say, Porcupine by Echo and the Bunny Man for four or five dollars, two bucks, three bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, say three ninety-nine okay. max. Okay. You go in now and it's 12 or $15 right there. Boom. Now, it, it, is that good for FBC? Yes. Do I want things to be good for FBC? Absolutely. But there's also a breaking point at which um, I, I cannot afford to buy the things that uh, I want to buy. And one of the things I worry about or want to talk to shop owners about is, can you not afford to buy the kind of inventory for new used stock? Because now all of a sudden you've got a market out there of people who are bringing in used records and they say... Well, no, that's not a $3 record. That's a $12 record. And they and they say, well, I can do that on Discogs or I can sell that on eBay.
3: Right.
0: And so now all of a sudden I can't go get that record at my local shop on a Saturday afternoon when I want to go get a hamburger.
2: Okay, I just... And keep in mind, Echo and the Bunny Man's not seen a dime because it's a huge record.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> okay, I just think the specter of the hipster is a bit of a problem in your argument.
0: Hmm. Because you think the hipster is a fall guy? For
3: for you all, yes.
0: That's what I'm saying. I I think it's an oversimplification of the situation. However, I I do think that it is sort of emblematic of what we are talking about. I think hipster is an an open and wide definition, and it's probably a silly way to look at it. Yes, it is a silly way to look at it. Um, But I will say that the don't fine then let's let's call them the nascent record buyer you know i mean we've got a friend we've got a mutual friend in chad patterson who is the same age that we all are basically he's in his mid-40s and he has in the last three or four years started buying records again and he will routinely get a hold of any three of us and say is this too much for this record because chad genuinely doesn't know now, if Chad, who grew up in a world where records were the primary medium on which one listened to music, doesn't know, how's a twenty-two-year-old kid supposed to know? There you go. Okay. Exactly. So I'm not saying that it is an active way that tipsters are deliberately fucking up are the f- vinyl. They're fucking you guys, no. in particular. Yeah. Deliberately is the key word. Uh, they're deliberately, is, they're deliberately fucking up the the vinyl ecosystem. They are, however, damaging it unwittingly and unknowingly.
3: Well. Is it hurting record sales as a whole?
0: No. It's hurting me, and well, I'm the motherfucker care I care about.
3: Haven't <laughs> yeah, didn't vinyl sales just like
0: in the UK? Vinyl sales just eclipsed uh, uh, MP3 downloads.
3: Well, you guys should be fucking celebrating, man.
0: You, you know why? Because history. you charge thirty-two dollars for. She and Him's Christmas record, and on iTunes it's eight ninety nine. That's how you charge four times as much money. That's how you eclipse streaming and download sales. Now that being said, Todd, you gonna stop buying vinyl? No. No. I have slowed down. You lot. have.
1: I. Yeah, I. I've bought tons of forty fives lately, just because.
0: Cause they're a dollar at estate sales.
1: Five cents, or you know, I actually won. They were. They charge me 12 and a half cents per. Nice. And they're fun. They're, you know, I, I understand your argument that you have to get out of your chair too often. <laughs> I am a lazy old man. <laughs> but uh, they're fun. Yeah. They, they are can. fun.
0: I, I Jeff, sense. you going to stop buying vinyl? No. No, of I course not. I can't
2: envision a day.
0: No, I can't really, either. Yeah. Jenny? You stop buying vial?
3: No, and I'll keep buying at exorbitant prices.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so what you're saying is, I think, I think you might as well just we'll just you know for the for the art for this episode of the podcast, we'll just have you like holding up a fist in like uh, Stalin style solidarity with the hipster movement. We'll just have you have you simpatica with them like you're yes. like the Che Guevara for the hipsters. For That's, the hipsters, yes. Yeah. Nice.
3: Jeff would probably agree with that. My husband, that is, Jeffrey.
0: You keep admitting that on tape. <laughs> America doesn't need have to, to know. <laughs> you look like you were gonna say something. To oh, I was gonna mention the
1: um you talked about the Echo and the Bunnyman. Yeah. But my recent phenomenon that I just can't understand. And but document by RAM is a fifteen dollar record used now and Ugh. Wow. I don't underst- they they made millions yeah. and millions. millions of those, so many of those. And you, you you can go and a store will have four of them and they're all $15 a piece. Great album, love it. But and that that is more than that album cost when it was released. Even if you factor in inflation. Yeah. And they 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 I don't considerably
2: more. I mean th- just because I think I Eight bucks for
1: that. But imagine
3: if yeah. you Brandy. just as a counter. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but and,
1: But you can get the you can probably get a reissue for twenty.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's gonna be a fat slab of vinyl. And it's I, gonna be in I pristine totally condition.
3: I'm just I'm just thinking, like, imagine if you you know, just started listening to green on your iPad or iPhone or whatever the fuck. And then you walk into a record store and you see a document you'd pay fifteen bucks and it would benefit the record store it would be I, not the, be, yeah
1: the and the reason I've slowed down on buying LPs is because I go places and a blind buy I'm not gonna pay $10 and, and yeah there is a a very distinct market of records at a record store in town. Where everything is ten dollars and it's stuff I've never heard of that I
0: would have bought when it was a five dollar record.
1: Right. right. I will not spend ten dollars. Well, and, no,
0: and I think this gets to a different point, and that is that you, Jenny, are at a different point in building your own mm-hmm. personal collection mm-hmm. than the three of us are. I mean
3: Yes.
0: Todd's got would you say, six to seven? Jeff you got like three, I've got like twenty seven, twenty eight hundred.
3: I've got and a,
0: you've got a couple hundred. Couple hundred. Okay.
3: And, and I buy almost all new records.
0: Right. And so, so it's a different story. And so especially for somebody like Todd, you just winnow that down where there's only a very limited amount of stuff that you actually are out seeking to get. Yeah. And so it's basically yeah. like, okay, what am I going to find that I don't know about? And if you don't know about it, paying 10 or 12 or $14 is a pretty... So you have to be pretty compelled just to put it on a turntable to try it. To, like, go, hey, can I borrow the needle so I can play these six records and see if one of them is worth a ten spot?
3: It's very true. You guys are at a completely different stage in your record buying. I mean,
0: Mm -hmm. you have, Jeff, you have a list that you kind of carry with you and you look through. But your list is not, that that list that you carry with you is 25, 30 records? Yeah,
2: there's probably 30, 40 things. Okay. And
0: I know there's more on
2: that list that... I very rarely find those things.
0: And I know that there are more things that are on that list that you want, but you don't have them necessarily written down. But even if it's two or 300 things, you know, a lot of the time you're just going on, it's on this label or this guy produced it or it came out this year or the cover art looks that way, you know. Are
1: these things you know are on vinyl? There are things that I know are on vinyl and I've just not not come across them
0: bands that yeah. you want to collect. And I could by.
2: probably get on Discogs and get them if I wanted to, but I'd rather just find them at a record. Search. Yeah,
0: record. Right, unless you're it. really pining for it like you're like I right. I just got to have it.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. Um and there's a, and there's a ton of stuff like
2: you were saying. If it's on the if it's got a sweet cover, if it's on the right record label, if I recognize some of the players on it or the producer or whatever, Three, four, five 5 bucks I'll do a blind buy I've never heard that oh, yeah. record There's I listened good song to on there. Great.
0: I listened to one but today that, I bought so a ra- that rarely happens I, to me
2: anymore when I buy when I get a good buy, blind buy because I'm not willing to spend 10, 12 bucks on a record I anymore.
0: bought a record for $2 at Satellite in Kalamazoo a few weeks ago and it's this band called Cowboys International great band name 1979 Virgin Records looks like a Power Pop New Wave cover sure and I was like, $2, I don't need to know anything else. I didn't play it. Yeah, 2 bucks. I listened to it today. Half the record's filler, half the songs are pretty good. There's like two standout tracks. Yeah. Totally worth 2 bucks. Totally worth $2. 2 yeah. I'll probably never listen to the whole thing. I listened to side one and two this morning. I'll never listen to two sides of that record and once again. I got my $2 worth. Yeah. I'm totally happy. It's the cost of a Coke. But the reality is, that's the kind of shit that we're going out and finding most of the time now. You know, we're not finding... And if and if those records go away, I'm just going to keep walking into stores and walking out empty-handed, and that's not good for anybody. That's not going to happen,
3: though. Why would that happen?
2: How many times has it happened to me at a record show in Lansing?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, but thinking of the record show in Lansing, are you talking about the record show that's in Lansing that we yeah. go
0: to? The record show, like, at the hotel.
3: Yeah, but I've come across that great of a plenty show of UI, records right? at
2: that record show, where if it was a two or three dollar record, I'm buying it. Well,
0: we just went to because, that thing
2: just because there's one dude involved that I know. Yeah. Or because there's... And you're like, like, oh shit, I'll pay three dollars oh, for that because oh, Waddy
0: Wachtel produced it or exactly. whatever. Exactly.
2: But that they want fifteen bucks for, it and I'm yeah. like,
0: yeah, well, no,
2: not gonna buy that for this one thing. And
0: yes, hipsters. (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. Thank you all very much. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly had a great time. Um, those are people I really care about a lot, and I, I really enjoy spending time with them, and it's it's really fun to talk records um, with anybody, but it's especially fun to talk records with those guys. And I hope you got something out of that. I hope that it was an enjoyable uh, an enjoyable talk, and I hope that uh, you learned a couple things. If if nothing else, you learned that uh, cranky old people still like records, and uh, we have a lot of opinions about shit. Um, as always, I thank you for being here. Um, please, find us on social media. We uh, <clears throat> We'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to find us on Facebook, search Wax and Wayne Music, or you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Wax and Wayne Music. You can also email us. Our email address is waxedandwaned at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our blog, waxandwanemusic.com. We're sort of ramping that back up right now. As I told you when we got started last week, the the focus right now is the podcast um, because I think that's the best way for us to sort of spread this message. But uh, in the long run, we'll be adding lots of stuff to the blog. We'll be adding lots of stuff to the podcast, and, um, there's some special bonus content coming up soon, and, um... Again, it's been really, it's been really fun. Um, I would love to have you engage with us. If you're not already subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher or however it is that you get your podcast, please subscribe. That helps us find new listeners. But the best way for us to find new listeners and to spread the message of this show is for you to write a review on iTunes. Even if that's not how you get your podcast, if you would take a minute, jump on iTunes, and write a review, hopefully it's positive. Um, <clears throat> but be honest. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll you'll take a minute, write a sentence or two, give us a review based on one to five stars, and that will help us kind of engage with other people who are using keywords that we use to let people know where they can find our podcast. So again, find us on iTunes, leave us a review. It's an enormous help. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love for you to be a part of this community and a part of this conversation. So please uh, get in touch with us and uh, let us know what uh, we can talk about. That would be interesting and relevant to your life as it concerns vinyl in music and, um, you know, physical uh, listening media in the 21st century. Um, I thank you all for being here, and I can't wait to talk to you again very, very soon. Cheers.